Hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. It's Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. This is the first episode, but we're recording a quick intro uh, to let you know kind of what to expect, how it went. Uh, we I looked into it before I edited the first episode and found out that the first episode was recorded on October 2nd, 2017. It's now February of 2019. Yeah. It's a long, a long way away from our first episode. It's been a long, lonely road since that 2017 episode yes we're engaged now we're engaged were we we weren't (laughs) we weren't were we we weren't oh my gosh yeah we're different people now Uh uh-huh we've got Uh, a lot of different things going on in life and before you shoot us an i am or an i am what 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 is this boy meets world (laughs) (laughs) um before you shoot us an email or a, a tweet and say congratulations on being engaged don't do that we've been engaged for a year now we should be married by now but we're not yeah Anyway, um, Corey Matthews told us not to. Um, we just want to let you know we're, we're different people. Uh, I hope this episode's good. I think it's good. I edited it and edited out a lot of the awkward pauses in between. I have no idea if it's good because I'm going to be listening to it when it comes out. She's going to be listening along with you guys. Yep. Let's have a listening party. It'll be... It'll be me in a corner by myself. February 3rd, 2019 at 7 o'clock p.m. Get together... And hang out and listen. Spoiler, none of you will have heard this by then because nobody knows about this podcast. I might be the only one listening for forever. Mm-hmm. No, I already listened to edit it. I'm never listening again. Oh, well, then I'll at least listen to every episode. I mean, I'll listen to the other episodes while I edit them. Oh. I'm going to teach you how to edit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're so excited to do less work. I'm so excited to do less work. Um, So please enjoy this episode, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, episode one, the first of at least five. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you want to add? No, I think that's good. I think they should listen now. Okay, so listen. Don't stop here. You heard it here first. Bye, dudes. Bye, dudes. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, the longest podcast name in history. I'm one of your hosts, Alden, at Bear on Twitter. And with me is... Your other host, Tanya. I don't know what my Twitter handle is. It's Cinder Hanabel. Oh, yeah. How do you spell it? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Um, this... We were actually going to record it like a year ago, and we're finally just now recording it uh, because it took me a year to be able to stutter through the podcast name, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. I just had to sit in my car and practice it every day for a year. Uh, I haven't been outside. So we're here to talk about Boy Meets World. One of us is. Well, no, like we're both here to talk about Boy Meets World for sure, Um, but you know. the, The classic Boy Meets world not girl meets world yeah because boy meets world came first so eventually we're going to talk about girl meets world for sure for sure for sure yeah um the plan here is to kind of go through episode by episode and just give kind of a recap we're gonna act like it's 1993 again and like we're seeing it for the first time and we're seeing it for the first time so are we children 
Well, you are. Because in watching this, I'm seeing so many things I did not see as a child. Well, yeah, you see different things as an adult. And that's kind of the point is we get to go through it with new eyes. And and you see the things that as a parent, you definitely see differently than you saw as a kid. Um, and it's really interesting. And some of the things that you thought were great as a kid, as an adult, you're like, mm, that's not going to fly in my house. Well, and some of the things that as a kid you didn't even notice, like the interactions with the parents and stuff as an adult, it's like, oh my gosh, that's just fantastic. Yeah, and and sad sometimes, but we'll get to that. Uh, we're we're going to do two episodes a show is the plan for now. Let's see how it goes and, and we'll adapt and adjust because that's what adults do. Yeah. Adults meet world? Kidults. Kidults meet world? Wait, kidiots. We're That's not. a Boy Meets World joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to open up with episode one. Um, just give me what are your kind of general thoughts on the episode? Um, the beginning of it all. Like the beginning of the episode or the beginning of the show? The beginning like, of the show. Like everything. The beginning of everything. The beginning of life. Um, because what was life before Boy Meets World? It was nothing. Boy Meets World was the greatest show ever made. Ever 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 and like that's why we're going to talk about it because i don't think people understand how great it is is it better than gilmore girls it's better than gilmore girls i can't even say that word i can't say our (laughs) podcast name or gilmore girls he has a problem saying the word girls girls are icky that's why (laughs) girls are gross no girls allowed bye all right so that'll just be me doing boy meets girl meets boy meets world without the girl so boy, boy, boy meets boy meets world. I'm just gonna pause. It's it'll be boy meets meets boy meets world. That's mm-hmm. even harder to say, and I took a word out. Life's tough. That's what we learned from the show. So yeah, and what did you learn in the first episode? So many things. Um, I learned that it's possible for kids to be super snarky and uh, not get in too much trouble for it, and I learned that. Um, Corey's parents were the most patient people on the planet. They were super patient, but they also let him have candy bars for breakfast. Oh, yeah. And they let him sleep in his treehouse and fed him pie in his treehouse. I really wish I was Corey Matthews. I want pie in a treehouse. That's really what I'm taking away from the first episode. That you wish you were Corey Matthews? No, that I want pie in a treehouse. Okay. That's a lofty goal. Is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that. You're an adult. As a kid, it's a lot harder. You can't do it as a kid. As an adult, I can have ice cream for breakfast. We don't let our kids have ice cream for breakfast. Speak for yourself. Okay. Some, sometimes I let our kids have ice cream for breakfast. Uh, that's why I go to work. <laughs> Every once in a while, they look at me and they say, what's for breakfast? And I'm just like, ice cream or cake. No, that's just true. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, so... We start in the in the lunchroom, mm-hmm. the the ever present cafeteria, which I guess they start school in the cafeteria. I get like for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that that's like um, maybe breakfast. Yeah. Uh, a lot of kids eat breakfast at school, but also it could be a situation where they're dropped off early. They're all sat kids, possibly. Where'd you get that from? The fact that I would start the day out in the cafeteria at school. You were you were homeschooled. Um 
So how do you relate to Boy Meets World if you were homeschooled? I went to school for 11th and 12th grade. <laughs> Just like Corey Matthews. Just like Corey Matthews. So this is our first glimpse into Mr. Feeney and his beautiful, glowing uh, orbs that he calls eyes. Yeah. Um, as a kid, Mr. Feeney is, in the beginning, is kind of scary. He's a uh-huh. curmudgeon. Um, he's cranky and he lays down the law and he is a rule follower and Corey is super not a rule follower. Mm -hmm. Um, and his best friend, Sean, who is played by Ryder Strong and, um, was the love of my life as a nine-year-old girl. Probably still is. I don't know. Uh, maybe. So like adult. Get at us, Ryder Strong. (laughs) Adult Ryder Strong. Yes. Um, oh, so not kid writers. No, because that'd be like, super uncomfortable if yeah. it was. That's not what I was implying at all. Well, I just had to make sure that we were clear on this. Yeah, because this has been re- being recorded for posterity. Also, I'm wearing a wire. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. I'm also wearing a wire for when we talk about Topanga. So. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, you got nothing on me, coppers. So, Mr. Feeney's like really, really grouchy and kind of scary and. He seems like the person that, as a kid, you would not want to cross paths with ever. Mm-hmm. Um, plot twist, he is Corey's neighbor. Plot twist. Plot twist. Sh- Spoiler big, alert. The shocking reveal that they built for <laughs> all of four and a half minutes. <laughs> Finally pulled the wool over eyes on that one. Well, yeah. Good point. Go on. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to keep talking about Mr. Feeney? Yeah, or whatever the beginning of the episode reminds you of or makes you think of. Okay, well, um, you meet Mr. Feeney, and Mr. Feeney, even though he's a big grouch, happens to end up sitting down with a lady. A um, lady. A lady who all of the kids start talking about, like, oh, well, you know, Mr. Feeney couldn't possibly be dating someone. Like, that's gross or weird or whatever. Um, Even with those startling blue eyes. Yeah, I don't know. Alden has a thing about Mr. Feeney. Well. I'm wearing a wire. I just. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can finally get Mr. Feeney in my life. <laughs> um, he It's just as an adult watching it, I was seeing him be a jerk to all the kids. And we have to come at this like we don't know what's going to happen later on. Okay, this is the first time we're seeing this episode. And. Mr. Feeney's a jerk to the kids um, and to a lot of the people around him. But do you think, like, he might get away with more? Like, it might come off as more loving and, like, well, we'll give him a second chance because he just looks so, like, jolly with those blue eyes. Like, I think if he had, like, gross eyes, people would be like, ugh, he was an idiot. I think if he had gross eyes, he could be the sweetest person on the planet and people would say oh he's an idiot Mm -hmm. but um looks aside mr feeney basically just gives back what the kids are giving to him um the kids in the show are super rude and disrespectful like i didn't realize it as a kid yeah if i had ever said any of the things that Corey said to any of the adults Mm -hmm. throughout the entire episode i would have been spanked or grounded or something mm-hmm. it would not have gone well my mom not patient like Corey's mom it's funny too because eric is seen as like the bad kid 
like the bad older brother, but he's so nice to all of the adults. He's just like, oh yeah, sure, Dad. Well, yeah. and he's he's nice to the kids. Like mm-hmm. here is a what sixteen year old guy, mm-hmm. like fifteen or sixteen year old guy, who is expected to take his brother to baseball games or um, babysit his little sister, and like. The one time that he's like, sorry, little brother, sweet little brother of mine, I'm going to go on a date. There's a girl that likes me, and by the way, I love girls. Yeah, like, I'm a 16-year-old guy, and sorry, little brother, who's super annoying. I'm not taking you to this baseball game. Little brother acts like it is the end of the world. He moves out. He moves out. He moves out of the house because his parents won't make... Eric take him to the baseball game. He moves out into a treehouse and gets fed pie. We have come full circle. We have come full circle, but we're only at the middle of the episode. <laughs> so we got a long way to go around this circle. So we got to get back. in the half circle? If we don't end with, and then he had pie in the treehouse, everything's <laughs> ruined. Um, so I guess we've jumped a lot all over the place. A little bit. With the timeline here. A little bit. Um, yeah, so Corey moves into the treehouse, um, uh, sneaks into his house to get, uh, what is he getting? Clothes? Yeah, he's getting clothes. Oh, he's, he went into his room for clean underwear. I'm reading this from a website because I have a bad memory. I knew it was I read underwear. That from the I just too. chose to say clothes. Oh, okay. I'm wearing a wire. Um, he goes back in, he sneaks back into his house and his mom just is just like, I hope you're not like we've, we've gave the room to the, another kid that's renting it out. Like, this is where you start hearing some of the smartest dialogue that you've like ever heard on a sitcom ever in your life. Like the parents just come up with this stuff and it's just great. Like, like, oh, well, you know, we have a new boy renting your room and don't worry. I don't like him as much as you, but, you know, have fun in your treehouse. See, I think it's funny because as a kid, I most definitely took after Corey Matthews. I think I watched this show and decided, oh, I can be a jerk to everybody and I can be a smart aleck as long as I'm funny. Everyone's cool with it, which is what my goal was from day one. But um, as an adult, I realized how much I've I'm like Corey's parents now, and that wasn't on purpose. It's just like things will happen, and I'll just be like, ah, well, you know, that's why uh, I you can't go today because the car is driving to the moon. I don't know. That was a bad one because I'm not in the moment. Yeah, yeah, you super have to be in the moment for this stuff, but um, I think that's what the writers got so right is that this is a kid who is, um, he has been raised in surroundings where he's spoken to like a peer almost Mm. like an adult um the smart comebacks and stuff that he gives to his teachers and stuff are very similar to the smart comebacks and stuff that his parents are giving to him but you also see that his parents do that because instead of losing their cool and getting super angry and And just punching frustrated because i would absolutely be furious um they're just like, oh, well, you know, like, have fun in your treehouse. We've got a new kid coming. Make sure you don't r- ruffle the bedclothes. Like, do you think, like, maybe in the director's cut of the episode, uh, the parents are all, like, sitting downstairs while Corey's up in the treehouse, just, like, bored out of his mind? And the parents are like, 
Thank God we got that jerk out of our house for five minutes. No, because I would like to point out that we have a 13-year-old. Um, and if he were sleeping outside, even in our own backyard, we would be sitting on the couch with severe anxiety because we'd be afraid something was going to happen to him. Well, he's also not a jerk like Corey Matthews is. That's usually. true. The thing about Corey, though, is that he goes from being this jerk and you're watching him be a jerk on the outside, but he's also processing everything um, and you are seeing everything through his eyes. And he's, that's when he's, he's, so he's up in the treehouse. He sees Mr. Feeney set up two plates for dinner. And they never, like, explicitly uh, uh, point out, like, look at Mr. Feeney. He's got two plates out. You just kind of gather. He gets a phone call. He walks over. He picks up one plate, and he starts eating alone. And you see Corey process it. And again, he doesn't, like, say anything about processing it. He just kind of shows it through his facial expressions. And I don't know how old um, Ben Savage was when he recorded these episodes, but... Uh, he does a really good job of just kind of like acting with his face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Um, all of the actors on this show, and can I say, I've watched a lot of 90s sitcoms what? just in this day. Oh. Just today. Um, just, you know, for comparison reasons. To um, prepare for this? Yeah, to prepare for this that we didn't know that we were going to do tonight. Don't you think you might get confused and you're going to be like... Oh, I'll never forget the time when Corey Matthews walked over and hugged DJ Tanner. Oh, I didn't watch Full House. Oh, okay, we're safe. Because I don't like it. Um, I watch Family Matters, uh, so I'll never forget the time that Corey Matthews came in and said, knocked did I over, do that? Yeah, <laughs> knocked over the cheese and said, Gunny cheese. Yeah, it was a really cool crossover episode. Um, he and Laura got married. It was great, but... The acting in Boy Meets World is definitely superior to other sitcoms of the time. Um, And the writing was just incredible compared to every other sitcom of the time. Yeah, I'm looking in the future right now, which I'm not supposed to, but I'm looking at my crystal ball. And it's crazy that none of them ever became like movie stars after this because all of the actors in in that show were so good. Yeah, and I do think there were a few different movies. I know... um, the older brother, what is his name, Will Friedel? Yes. Uh, I don't know how to he, pronounce it. I just see it on the TV screen. Yeah. So, like, his last name is really difficult to say. Will Strudel. Yeah. It's what it reminds me of. I really want Strudel in a treehouse. What? Um, what about the pie? I Can I have both? No, Corey didn't get both. Yeah, but I'm an adult. Kidult. A kidult. Good point. Kiddie. No. That's another reference to later on. It's the same reference. I know. (laughs) It was the same one. Um, So then we see Corey go into... I mean, he gets suspended. Not suspended. Well, basically, he gets detention. Yeah, detention. Which he he has alone with Mr. Feeney. He's the only kid bad enough to have detention. Yeah, alone with Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney, again, this patience in this show. All of these adults have, like, the patience of Job... He's just sitting there grading papers while Corey is just going off on tangents right in front of him. Completely ignoring him. Completely ignoring him. It's I, in, it's incredible. I think I picked on up on that. Like that's as an adult, I do feel like I'm capable of that. When the kids just go crazy, I just go into a different place and I'm not here anymore. I'm Mr. Feeney grading papers. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um I'm doing it right now. To me? 
I don't know. <laughs> I just I get in my my zone. I get in my paper grading zone. That one's a C plus. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's just grading papers, and Corey's trying to like sneak out and go to this baseball game because again, this baseball game is is happening. Um, and I lost my train of thought. So he's going crazy. He's like dancing. He's singing. He's doing all kinds of things. Uh-huh. And and Mr. Feeney ignores it all. And he ignores it all. Until he finally like is Corey's walking out and gets upset that he was ignored that whole time. Which another important lesson I think you learn as a kid like oh look at all these things we do just for attention. Yeah. It. But did we learn that as a kid or watching it as an adult? Are we seeing like, oh my goodness, maybe I learned that as a kid from this show? I think I learned it some. I don't think I ever put it into to use for myself, but I didn't watch other kids. And I was like, he's just doing that for attention. And then I would go over in the corner and I'd dance until somebody would say something to me. <laughs> yeah, because you don't dance. Now I learned. I learned things. Next time you want attention, you got to start dancing. No, I learned things. So Corey finally gives up and uh, breaks under the pressure of the move and requests that he's allowed to move back into his house. So he's fully like broken down now and he wants to come back into his parents' house. The prodigal son has returned. Hold on, let me read this here. Um, we've watched this episode like 30 times. I know, but we didn't just watch it. Yeah, it's true. It is very true. I thought we were good. So he comes back. He moves back in. He talks to Mr. Feeney and, uh, uh, makes Mr. Feeney feel bad about having to eat dinner alone. Um, I mean, again, like a jerk move. He's wrong. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But... He tries to hit him at his core. He's like, mm, you know what love is like, Mr. Feeney, because you can't find anybody. And Mr. Feeney's like, oh, wait, what? Love is always worth it. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Look at my blue eyes. <laughs> Look at my blue eyes, Corey, and tell me that love is not worth it. <laughs> um, Eric comes back. He has a bad date on the ba- at the baseball game, which is just um, so true to real life. You can't have a good date at a baseball game. It's Let true. me tell you, Eric Matthews. It's true. We've been to a baseball game. Um, I wouldn't consider that a date. Like, well, well, it was kind of a date. It was you and I. We were at a baseball game, and it was we were on a date. But it, you're sitting there. You're just sitting there watching guys walk around, and you can eat, but there's only so much that you can eat at a baseball game. Yeah, but... Um... We weren't there like early on in the relationship, which is when you have to like fill that space. Like you have to fill that time with words. And baseball games are really long and there's not a lot of action. And baseball games are my favorite thing in the world to go to. But I've been there on like a first or second date or whatever. And it's just like after 45 minutes, you're like, I'm just, I, can't, I can't think of anything. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to make fun of the guy's hot dog for that's sitting in front of me. Like... I don't I don't have anything else to say. I would just take the guy's hot dog that's in front of me. You would steal the hot dog as part of the date? So I have, like, sometimes if I look at people who are eating food, the thought crosses my mind. Like, I want that. I want to take it. I never do. I never have. But I would think about it. They sell them. That's That's taking the thrill away from it. The thrill of actually 
taking this this one meal that this man is going to have today. I'm sorry that you had to learn this this he's way. He's broken down. He he only had money for baseball tickets and a hot on his, dog. On his way, no, on his way into the stadium, he kicked a can over, and as the can flipped over, he saw two dollar bills flutter into the wind, and he chased them, and he chased them, and he finally grabbed these two dollar bills, walked into the stadium, and thought, "I'm gonna get." Uh, a nice cold soda. He got up to the window and they said, we don't have, I mean, soda's $3, sir. Do you have $3? And he said, I don't have $3. And he said, I only have $2. What can I get for this $2? And they said, you can get a hot dog. And he said, I don't love hot dogs, but I haven't eaten today. I'm starving. Give me a hot he dog. He didn't even put, want the hot dog. I wanted the hot dog. All I want is ketchup and mustard and the hot dog is a vessel for that. So he goes and he sits down in a chair in a seat in a hard plastic stadium seat. You gets are ready. making a baseball game sound like the most miserable place he on the planet. He gets ready to take a bite into his only meal for the day. And floop! Here comes Cinder Hanabel stealing his hot dog just because she wanted to take something from someone. I don't think we're going to get to two episodes. I think we have to. we have to finish. Let's wrap up this episode. Okay. So, Eric talks about the fact that like it was a bad date and Corey's like so you're back like you're not gonna date anymore and of course eric then is like well of course i'm gonna date more and all of this after mr fina just said love is always worth it right or am i going flip yeah flip no it? you're right okay um so Corey learned quite a few lessons one you can't get attention by dancing in front of a teacher um, and he also learned that love is always worth it. I think he pretty much also learned that his parents were saints and that uh, he would always have a place in his home. And that he abandoned his dad and he uh, should never abandon his family. Oh, oh, yeah. we didn't even talk about that. Mm-hmm, we didn't. That's super important. Okay, we'll talk about it. Um, So we're going to rewind a little bit. That was rewinding. I don't, can you do that again? I don't think I can. A little louder? I, <gasps> the aliens are here. <laughs> okay, so Corey goes to get his underwear from his room. Mm-hmm. And his mom is in there, like, folding clothes and stuff. And they have the whole dialogue about, you know, a new kid is moving in and blah, 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 blah. And Corey does talk to his mom about the fact that he feels like Eric has abandoned him, his only brother, and he's super dramatic about it. And... um his mom goes, well, you made your dad feel that way. Your dad used to take you to games and stuff. Your dad used to do these things with you. And then you started doing these things with your friends. And you started doing these things with Eric. Um, and it's a very important moment. And I think as we go through the podcast, you'll find out why. Because the dynamic of Corey, I guess, uncovering the truth about his father throughout the episodes uncovering the fact that this is a guy the truth uncovering the truth my favorite thing about this is you're setting it up now i'm like (laughs) on pins and needles trying waiting to find out that Corey's dad is a murderer or (laughs) no he's a fabulous person i missed something the whole time he's uncovering the truth (laughs) uncovering the truth because that's what he's doing his father has been alive for a billion years (laughs) he's actually uh, an alien (laughs) 
you're going into this. Corey is like oblivious to life. Like he doesn't understand how the world works. He thinks his dad is just doing what dads do. He doesn't understand that his dad is sacrificing everything for him. And throughout all the episodes, like it is a common thing is he is learning that his dad is actually just a fantastic person and his mom's a fantastic person and his brother might be dumb all the time but he's a great person and Mr. Feeney it sucks to live next door to your teacher but he's a fantastic person like he's learning how to be a really good human from all of these really good humans we're not gonna have to do any more episodes you just summed up the whole series and this has been (laughs) boy meets something meets something meets something our one and only episode are we not going into episode two we are no no (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i have that on on microphone yeah i'm sure most of my talking is going to be edited out it's just going to be alden talking about the episodes and every time I start to say something, I'm just going to cut into her going, no, no. <laughs> um, so anyway, it ends with Corey uh, having tea with Morgan because he wants to prove that he'll never be too old for her, which. I don't think that's it. I think I think that it's proving that he learned that his family is important and that the love of his family is important. But more importantly. As we go forward in the episode, we've discovered the truth about Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) What's, I mean, what's sad is that we really don't. But we really do. Sort of. Morgan's a mystery. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the mystery of Morgan. On Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Dun, dun, dun. No, no! Um, episode two, are we going to go into it? Yeah. We're going to go into this one a lot quicker, I think. Yeah, for sure. Folks. Yeah. Uh, it starts out with the, uh, ever popular argument, Batman versus Superman. Like, they were on the forefront of 2016 culture. Yeah. Batman like, versus Superman. Like, they, they were wise beyond their years. And, again, they are in the cafeteria at their cool guy table. Yeah, at the breakfast table, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely before school. Uh-huh. Uh, pulling out their cool water guns. Yeah. That they have to keep hidden from the teachers. But they're gigantic. They're huge. They're super bigger than a backpack. Yeah. How they got them into the school, I don't know. Um, our kids definitely would not be allowed to bring water guns into school. Well, not since the water gun incident of 1998. Was this on Boy Meets World? I don't know. I just made that up. Um so Corey goes for Superman, which is a super bummer because um, everyone knows Batman is better. Yeah, like Corey is a kid that has so much depth, and um, uh, uh, like he understands flaws and personality, and he goes for Superman, the guy with just no personality and just all power, and I'm stronger than everyone. I'm Superman. I'll save the day. Yeah, the whole thing is stupid. Corey seems more like a Batman guy or a Spider-Man guy. Yeah, but Spider-Man was not in the equation. Yeah, I don't understand why. Because get... they're doing DC. Maybe. Maybe they had... Maybe this was all a DC propaganda the entire time. Well, it didn't work because we're Marvel people and we love Boy Meets World. Yeah. Well, loved until I discovered this revelation. Just wait and figure out what happened to Morgan. 
<laughs> dun dun dun. No, no. Uh, so Corey doesn't have a, a a water gun, and every other kid he, does. I'm assuming he has a water gun. He just doesn't have a good water gun compared to the rest of them. He wants the best water gun. Mm, he does. He does want the best water gun. He doesn't want a twenty dollar water gun. He doesn't want to go to Five Below and get a knockoff water gun. No. He doesn't want a $30 water gun. He doesn't want a $40 water gun. He wants a $50 water gun. And in 1993, a $50 water gun is worth so much more than a $50 water gun is today. And I still wouldn't buy our kids a $50 water gun today. Yeah, for sure not. Um, instead, we buy them $50 Nerf guns, and I mow over the Nerf yeah, darts. but for their birthday and stuff, we don't just go out and buy one. Okay, so, like, here's the thing, though. His parents super wouldn't either. His dad actually says, hey, Corey, uh, I know you're giving us compliments and being nice to us because you want something. Uh, what is it? And he says, a $50 water gun. And his dad says, oh, maybe for Christmas. Um, to which Corey makes a really, really awesome comment about being the only kid with pneumonia at Christmas because he's outside with a water gun. Is it really awesome? Yeah, I loved it. That was kind of funny. But it's him, like, being a jerk about, you were going to make me wait until Christmas? Yeah. That was my Corey Matthews voice. Yeah, we're not used to... Um, kids being disappointed and not getting what they want when they want it because our kids generally have everything that's true anyway so Corey's dad says no like maybe christmas time and um then Corey realizes that like his brother is buying a bunch of stuff that's expensive and not necessary and he's wondering how come he gets to do that yes <laughs> true this is the tanya show where tanya talks about boy meets world Okay, and I mean nothing happened there. So, um, well, it gave him the idea. It gave to him the say, idea to he wanted to get a job. He yeah, wanted to start his own business so he can get money so he can go out and get the coolest water gun. Yeah. Now Eric, big brother, is working in the supermarket with, with pops. their dad. Um, their dad is the manager of a grocery store, um, and Eric works for him as a bag boy, uh, and it's working out pretty well for him. Yeah, he got a. a a watch. a watch that plays baseball. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like a little Nintendo on his arm. Yeah, it's very baseball themed these first couple episodes, huh? I think that's that's just them. They're boys. They love baseball. Isn't that what your life was like? Boys that was baseball? what my life was like. But I don't. I didn't have a lot of friends that were like that. And it's definitely not the cool thing now. Um, one of our kids is basically dating a baseball player. That's true, but that doesn't mean all kids like baseball. What other kids have we had in our house that like baseball? That's true. And our kids are super popular. Yeah. We have kids over at our house all the time. Yeah. That's why we had to get the bottom of this Tanya likes boy Sean Hunter thing. No. Can we please stop making me sound like a creep? Because <laughs> I, I don't like boy Sean Hunter. So, I like grown-up Ryder Strong. I listen to his podcast. Plug. Plug. Uh, literary Disco. It's fantastic. He reads books. My other favorite thing, other than him, um, it's my two favorite things, Sean Hunter reading books. It's fantastic. Wait till you get to the bottom of this episode. It's been a plug the whole time. <laughs> uh, so Corey uh, offers to paint Mr. Feeney's shutters. 
for money. Uh, Mr. Feeney offers him $5 a shutter, and he says that's going to be $58, and right, Mr. Feeney? Which, I, I mean, I understand dumb. I get it. But it didn't even have a 5 at the end, Corey. A 5 or a 0. You should have said $55 or $60. Uh, still would have been wrong. Corey is super not worried about math. He's only worried about the gun. That's true. He just needed the $50. And he was like, that'll get me over $50 plus tax. Right, Mr. Feeney? It was a very common thing. And I know I keep going back to like back then on these back shows. In the back in the day when we were kids. It was very common to... Um, watch these kids in shows just be kids and and their schoolwork didn't matter that much and their uh the way they treated their parents or the even um like they didn't have many rules or anything on these tv shows it was they just like lived and they were kids it was not a thing that i grew up as i had all of the rules i thought that though like Living free like Corey Matthews was the way life was outside of my house. But was it wasn't. It? No, it wasn't. Although. You're about to tell me that you got to live free, didn't you? No, I didn't get to live free. Um, no. I was kind of confined, confined to my house. And my parents had to know where I was at all times. Corey seems to kind of just be able to go. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to a water war. I'll tell my mom about it when I get home. Yeah. While she's making me dinner. Um, so Corey paints the shutters. Or he he's complaining about having to paint the shutters. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he, he paints the shutters. He, paint the he shutters. figures out that he can use, like, the spray gun. Mm-hmm. And he paints the shutters. And he paints it against their fence. Mm-hmm. When he does that, he pulls the shutters away. Ta-da. He has painted through the shutters and there's stripes all over their beautiful white fence. We should have known something was amiss when he said that he would get $58. He just, he didn't think things through, which is a thing that kids do. They don't think things through. It's, it's... How old was Corey Matthews in these episodes? I think he's 11. Okay. Okay. I could see one of our 11-year-olds doing that. One of our 11-year-olds. Well, two of them have now been 11. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they. this is where they are learning to start thinking these things through. And I think that's why this show, it is a pivotal time in a kid's life. Like, mm-hmm. they're half kid, half teenager. Half Half dog. cyborg. <laughs> half demagogue. Teenage, what? Teenage mutant <laughs> ninja Corey Matthews. <laughs> um, the crossover we've really been waiting for. So, Corey messes up the paint. Uh, his friends come over to try to help, um, but he, like, bribes them into helping. He's trying to be all, like, Tom Sawyer on them. Um, they decide they don't want to help because they're... Uh, they realize he's a jerk. Uh-huh. They realize he's a jerk. He literally grabs Minkus's ice cream and rubs it in the dirt. Like, if one of our kids did that these days, it would be the end of the world. Yeah, if our kid did that, like, they'd be grounded Forever. for sure. For sure. And that kid, we'd probably adopt the other kid and be like, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Here's all of the ice cream. You wanted Heath Bar Crunch. You have a truck full of Heath Bar Crunches now. Here's here's, uh, uh, the ice cream bar. And here's the Heath Bar. Our child who did this to you has to crunch up (laughs) all the Heath Bars and cover all the ice cream as you want it. So it's a fresh Heath Bar Crunch. Oh, that sounds delicious. Can I have one? 
Can you? No. Okay. Um, so they leave because Corey's being a jerk. Um, uh, Corey's exhausted. Corey's super exhausted and whiny. Um, whiny, for sure. He gets a drop of paint on Mr. Feeney's side. Mr. Feeney says, you must clean that up or you have to uh, paint my entire side of the fence. Mr. Feeney's kind of a jerk. Um, That was a really good impression. Yeah, was yeah, it? it was so good. Like yeah. I felt like Mr. Feeny was Did talking to me for a second. Eyes? Yeah, mm-hmm. your eyes turned blue, mm-hmm. and you got like these jowls. They came down. You turned into Mr. Feeny. Um, really cute. Yeah, it's so cute. Though your obsession is ridiculous. Um, so Corey's exhausted and whiny, and he doesn't want to paint the whole fence, and he's. He complains to his dad. Oh, so his dad comes home from mm-hmm. work. And this is the thing that happens a lot. His dad comes home from work and immediately goes and starts doing other work around the house, fixing mm-hmm. the bathroom. Um, I think at this point, Eric has been like, was it before that or after that where Eric says, I don't know how dad died. Oh, it's after this. Um. So you completely <laughs> derailed me. Yeah. So... Um, so, Corey is outside, and his dad comes home from work, and uh, Mr. Feeney's at the fence, so all three of them are at the fence, and they're all talking, and Mr. Feeney's like, I had the best work ethic instilled in me. My dad made me work from sunup to sundown, and look how I turned out, and Corey's dad is like, uh-oh, and sends, uh-oh. Corey, sends Corey in the house, because he's like, I don't want my kid to be Mr. Feeney. He sends Corey in the house. Corey goes upstairs and starts talking to Eric, who is... Now, I think at this point, he's told him, go go to the water war. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he goes to the water war, comes home, and that's when he goes upstairs, and Eric is, like, laid on the yeah. bed, just like, oh, I'm so tired from work. I'm an old man now. He can't even enjoy his baseball watch. Mm-hmm. It's such a bummer. He's just working so hard as a bag boy, he can't even look at the time. Yep. Um, and... The baseball time. Baseball time. And Corey's like, why are you so tired? He's like, working is so hard. And Corey's like, oh, I know. Like, I was working so hard. And Eric's like, I don't know how dad does it. Is that the point where they look out the window? Yeah, and then they look out the window and Corey sees their dad just painting away at the fence. And, And like, wiping his brow all, like... He's worked. He's... (sighs) So, like, I've been a retail manager. You work thousands of hours. Um... And you want to come home and do zero things. And this guy is like, I'm going to work in a grocery store and come home and fix the toilet and the sink in my ungrateful children's bathroom. And then I'm going to paint the fence for my kids so that he can go and use this stupid $50 water gun. It's just a piece of plastic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to paint this for him, though. It's just like it makes me tear up every time. Yeah, and as a kid, you're just like, wow, what a great dad. Yeah. But as an adult, you're like, come on, Corey. What are you doing, Corey? Yeah, because uh, I think, though, as a parent, we strive to do these sacrificial things, and we know that we're not going to get appreciated to the point um, that we should. And you're watching this happen, and you, f- you feel that feeling. Like, we've been there. But... Yeah, and then after that, we get to literally my least favorite part of any episode ever, which is when Corey comes home um, and tells, pulls out a water gun and shoots his dad, sprays him, 
and then tells his dad to look under the table for his water gun. Uh-huh. And he pulls his water gun out. And then I think Eric gets one too. Yeah. So he tells Eric to look under his side of the table and he pulls out a water gun. And then they're spraying it back and forth. And then the mom, who's, you know, slaving over everything every day. And is super cool. Like super she's cool. not even like she's not a normal mom. Like she's really cool. And then she's just like, guys, what are you doing? Like, where's my water gun? Where because she I doesn't have one? one under her seat. And then Corey says, you look under the table. He gets her hopes up. Oh, and then she yeah. reaches under the table and she says, there's nothing under here. And Corey says, what do you think? I'm made of money. And they play a laugh track while tears run down my face. This is so sad. Because all um, she wanted to do was I join would... in the fun with her family. This is the comparison, though, because we're watching this as adults and we're like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's really sad. Like, mm-hmm. as a mom, I'm like, I want a water gun. I want to be a part of this. Our kids, it is their favorite thing ever that this family is having a water fight and they don't even notice how sad it is that the mom didn't get a water gun. Not yeah. one of them. They've watched this episode so many times because we've watched it so <laughs> many times. Preparing for this episode. And the first thing our oldest says is, oh, this is my favorite episode because of the end mm-hmm. when they get in the water fight. And nobody even cares the mom didn't get a gun. Yeah. Um, of course, moms are extremely resourceful, so she grabs like the little hose thing on the sink, the little water sprayer, and starts spraying them down with that. Um, and they end up outside. I don't know how that hose got outside. It, I guess it was really long. Yeah. Her, their dad is really good. He, he uh, prepared for this moment the whole time. He prepared for the, the lengthy water war out back. As dads should do. Have you done this? Yeah. I did. Really? No. Oh. But um, look under your table. I'm not at a table. Oh, what do you think? I'm made of money? (laughs) (laughs) So it ends there. Oh, and Morgan calls. Little cute little Morgan calls the police. We haven't talked about Morgan enough. Because I know that she's going to disappear one day. Okay. But here's the thing. Morgan in the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. She's just this little background kid. Mm Mm-hmm. She steals the show every time she well, is in there. She's given the opportunity, and it's my favorite part in the world to play is when there's a bunch of stuff going on, and you get to just like jump in and drop a one liner and just be like, Oh, no, look, guys, I'm playing calling the cops. I don't know. That's, I'm not good at it. But, um, <laughs> you're no Morgan. I'm no Morgan. Who, but who is? Really? But who is? That's the mystery. Even who Mor- is Morgan? Even Morgan couldn't keep it up. Morgan's not even Morgan. Morgan's not even Morgan. And neither is Morgan. Oh my gosh. <gasps> what? What? Stay tuned for no, more Morgan mysteries. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, Morgan's fantastic and she's super cute and funny. It's just. Yeah, the kid who played her. Um, has really good timing and mm-hmm. there were moments where you could tell that like her instinct would be to put the phone down or put something down and she would like still hold it up because she was supposed to like she she was really really good um in the first episode we're gonna rewind again uh Corey's going off about eric going to the game without him and morgan goes would you like me to go with you? And he's like, my little sister, ew, no, I don't want to go. And so she starts talking to her doll and she's like, well, he could have had us there with him. And it's just like really cute. She's adorable. Yes, she is. 
So at the end of the second episode, she's sitting on the counter while her family's going crazy in the backyard, almost like she's just forgotten. And uh, she starts eating cookies and then calls 911. Mm-hmm. Because she ran out of cookies. Because she ran out of cookies. Um, but also, she goes, help, my family's shooting my neighbor. <laughs> Which yeah. in this day and age would be It would end up terrifying. on the news. Um, but she does it so well and it's adorable. Well, this has been a long romp through the first two episodes of Boy Meets World. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add? Any thoughts that you had on the first two episodes so far? No, I think... Where do you uh, think it's going to go next? Only Corey knows. I don't know. Only Corey knows. Only Corey knows. The tagline of our show. <laughs> um, so, uh, did, did, did this work? Are we done? Are we good? I think we're done. Um, w- have you enjoyed talking about Boy Meets World? I always, episodes? I always enjoy talking about Boy Meets World. The fun thing is, is like, we rewatched the first two episodes a billion times. We finally get to watch the third episode. Yeah, it's gonna, it, I don't know what happens. I don't remember. I'm so excited. I thought it ended after the water war. Morgan called the police. The police showed up, and it got bad. And now we get to find out what happens, and so do you. I can't wait. I'm so excited. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. You did it! I did it. Um, the, the podcast for the ages. All of um, them. Welcome to 1993. And uh, 2017. And 2017 at the same time. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll be back whenever we're back. Um, for Tanya. Tanya, Cinder Hanabel? Cinder Hanabel. And Alden. Just remember, only Corey knows. Only Corey knows. <laughs>